Proto fam, before we start, we want to thank our sponsors at FanDuel. You want to know the only thing better than winning? It's winning cold, hard cash. And the best way to play fantasy football and win is with FanDuel. From double-ups to giant tournaments and private contests, there are a million ways to win every single week. And if you sign up at FanDuel.com slash Fantasy or... Click on the link on the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. FanDuel will match 20% of your first deposit with your first bet up to $500. FanDuel is just handing out money for you to play with. Plus, Brodo has you covered with optimizer lineups and weekly DFS articles on the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. We'll help you come out on top. Sign up today, play some lineups, and win some cash. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Hello, everybody, and salute to our veterans here on a beautiful Veterans Day, uh, Thursday, November 11th in the year 2021. I am your host, Tim Petrop, here, of course. With both of my brothers, Jason back, Michael and Jason Petrab. What up, boys? What's up, Tim? The boys are back in town. Yeah. So uh, a little bit behind the scenes, uh, me and Michael have been going at it basically all day <laughs> it, it, for for fantasy. We've been we've been talking shit uh, back and forth all all diggity day. And Jay, um, the Jonathan Taylor thing wasn't like I won the argument. Just you for did that. not win did the you argument. Catch up on the argument. We were Jay? talking about your team, not mine. You just you changing the subject Jay, of my did you team catch doesn't, up on doesn't the change anything. I told Michael that his team would be trash if he didn't get Jonathan Taylor in the second round because our league mates let him just have Jonathan Taylor. And then Michael's like, "You could take Jonathan Taylor's points away from my team, and I still outscore you by forty. I'm like, "All right, that's fine. I still outscore him by sixty without Jonathan Taylor." He said, "Your 40, team's trash relax. if you didn't get Jonathan Taylor sixty, and your team would be trash because my team was trash up until a couple weeks ago See, until I completely Nick- face face Tim gets lifted." Nick- Chubb, and Guys. he thinks his team is nice now. I got Nick Chubb. I got Guys. Michael Carter. What? I already ignored this through chat, <laughs> through text. I don't want to have to ignore it on a podcast as well. I got oh, Cole Beasley. I nailed Tim with a burn, and you guys didn't. You just ignored it. Uh, it's because, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I want, I want to bring up why we started arguing. Because I made a great trade, and Michael think, and then Michael talks shit about my great trade. I'm in a dynasty league. I'm in the Brodo dynasty league. Shout out to our patrons. Oh my god, you're just over making patreon.com. What? This the Lamar Jackson trade that you swear no, I said bro. was bad. No, oh. the Brandon Cooks trade. And today I traded Jason. Yeah, my, you traded my Brandon. first round pick uh, for Brandon Cooks and a third round pick. And it's a 16 man league. Brandon Cooks is the wide receiver 14. That makes Brandon Cooks a wide receiver one in this league. And my pick is going to be in the bottom four. I'm seven and two currently in that league, and I'm playing no one over 500 for the remainder of the year. Most of which have already sold most of their assets and are rebuilding for next year. I'm in a driver's spot. Jason Jason has basically a second round pick for Brandon Cooks. Like this is a good trade for both of us. Jason has like have, oh, 11 first round picks. <laughs> I have four first round picks next year and I think three the year after and I'm trying to get more. Jason is in sell mode. That is for damn sure. Yeah. Um but anyway, yeah, hater. That was a good trade and I don't want to hear it. Hater. Um anyway, totally. Uh, if you want to go behind the scenes of these trades and see the numbers behind these guys, 
you could only go to one place, the best place to find it, and that's the Fantasy Football by Broto app, available now on every single place that you can get your apps. There's really only two places where you can get your apps right now, which is kind of crazy since we're in America, but it is what it is. Download the Fantasy Football by Broto app today for absolutely free, and you get Fantasy Player Cards, which is basically a player profile. The Start Sit Tool, an excellent tool. Player comps, podcasts, consistency charts, coaching tendencies, articles, rankings, waivers, game logs, points over average, one of our exclusive stats, and cool like chart-making things that people have been sharing on Twitter, and we love looking at them sharing on Twitter. Don't forget our exclusive stats, true throw value, true target value, true performance value, rushing yards over expected, uh, adjusted air yards, and the most important one that we've just um, come up with that's really helped like find sleepers for me not the most I wouldn't say the most important but one of the important stats that I've been using a lot since it's been invented points over average which instead of showing you the defensive points against the position overall it tells you how many points the defense has given up to the average of the players that they've played so if you gave up 15 points to Travis Kelsey it looks like you gave up 15 points to a tight end but in actuality you're holding Kelsey to his average so that's what it adjusts for um, and that can only be found on the fantasy football by Broto app and on brotofantasy.com and right now that is free thanks to the patrons over at patreon.com slash join today to support the show and to get a ton of extras like the patreon episode the waiver episode the extra episode every week the uh, access to our discord the community the dfs optimizer there's so many tools and cool things that we have right now available for our patrons, and it is all at patreon.com slash brotofantasy. And you can even get a private team consultation uh, from the three bros. With that being said, it is a packed week. The the buy is definitely the buypocalypses are over. There's a couple a couple teams on buy, but nothing too serious like we had in the, in the last few weeks. But there's still going to be the need to pick up some guys on the waiver wire. I know Michael is absolutely in love with a guy that we're going to talk about in just a second, uh, Tyler Johnson, this week. So let's go. Let's go. Let's start off with the Bucks at the Washington football team. Looks like no Godwin or AB in this one, although there's a football doctor on, on Instagram that I follow that has been pretty spot on so far this year. And he says not only can Godwin play this week, but also Antonio Brown will probably play this week. Which is contradictory Sounds to a little all. Bananas. Yeah, it's contradictory to all the reports that we've been hearing. We've been hearing, uh, but it looks like, from what I can say, no Godwin, no AB. Michael, one of the some of the things, one of the things that we were going back and forth about me and Michael was he was berating me for not having Tyler Johnson on my team for Look, whatever Tim, reason. Tim's wide receivers are lacking. To put they it are. to put it lightly. Look, I have Chase Claypool and Tyler Johnson's just look, available, listen. and you didn't pick him up. I would have picked him up if I my team wasn't too nasty. I don't have the space for him. Look, you know it's funny. Tim drafted no. Tim thinks his Tim thought he had a good receiving I core, did. but he drafted Allen Robinson, Brandon Ayuk, and Chase Claypool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I really did. Chase Claypool was Yikes. my biggest fade this year. So uh, suck it, Tim. Mike will. I mean, Claypool's been all right. Mike Williams. He has not been all right. He at has all. been. He has been. He's been all right. False. At the very most, he's not been Ayuk or Robinson. I'll tell you that. Although Ayuk is on the come up. He's maybe. basically been Ayuk. They have, hasn't. This, they have the same amount of useful games. Claypool has been a huge bust. People just don't want to believe it. No, you're wrong. I have him on my team. I watch him play. He has And not there's a reason a why bust. you're on the outside looking in right I'm now. I'm not. I'm in the playoffs. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm in the sixth. I'm, I, I just clawed my way back to sixth place. I'm, I'm a game over 500. Claypool has one game 
two games the entire season over eight and a half, a.k.a. Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, but how many eight and a half games does he have? He has a few of those. Three. Serviceable games. Those That's what you get out of wide receiver threes. Aye, aye, aye. Anyway. I can't with you oh, today. By the way, we're watching the Thursday Night Football game as we are recording, as Devin Duvernay just got to end their on reverse to start the game. Um, where where was I? Oh, was there a turn? Oh, that was a, no, no. Oh, no. Was There's a reverse. It wasn't to start the game. Who's that? Time. That's Le'Veon Bell in the background to start, huh? Well, Devontae Freeman got the first carry. Oh, he did? Okay. Um... But Tyler Johnson, Tim, not, Tyler Johnson, not a good play by play there. Tim. Yeah, yeah, really not, <laughs> not a good. Uh, but Tyler Johnson, that's where we're going. Uh, how do you feel about Tyler Johnson in this game? Um, obviously, Claypool's out. I could have used Tyler Johnson if Michael is correct, but I'm going to start Brandon Ayuk and I'm going to pray to the heavens that mm-hmm. it works out. Um, Michael, what do you what do you think about Tyler Johnson in this game? Yeah, look, the Washington football team has been a great matchup for opposing quarterbacks and wide receivers this year. Fourth in points over average to opposing quarterbacks. Fifth in points over average for opposing wide receivers. Tyler Johnson played 60% of snaps, excuse me, 64% of snaps last week when Antonio Brown was out and caught five ball, five passes for 65 yards on six targets. And now Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin are both expected to be out at the moment. And if they return, obviously that changes things. Scotty Miller might return. That may muddy the waters a bit. But if, if, Scottie, it's just, if Scotty Miller returns, then I would rather take the chance on Scotty Miller. I would I've not. I've seen but, him play before, and I've seen him produce in this offense before. But anywho, um, yeah, then Tyler Johnson is going to be set up against the Washington football team, which is a tremendous, excuse me, tremendous matchup as the number two or three option. If you want to maybe add the tight end position, if Gronk plays or OJ Howard as the number two. He's either going to be the second or third passing option for Tom Brady, who has been on an absolute tear this entire season in a tremendous matchup coming off a bye. So, yeah, I think Tyler Johnson is going to be a top 36 receiver this week if A.B. and Godwin are out. I mean, I don't have as much faith as Michael does in Tyler Johnson, but it's there. My money is on Mike Evans, obviously, but I think O.J. Howard has the possibility to have a big game in this one. Jason, who do you think takes that role over? Uh, when God, if Godwin misses, yeah, I'd rather gamble on the receivers. I'm not trusting a Bucks tight end. OJ Howard has had one good game this season. Cameron Braid has been targeted in a few games and then did nothing with them. Like, and looking at the tight ends this week, there's actually some decent options. Like, you can go as far back as tight end 17. I have Zach Ertz there. Like, it's not a ugly landscape this week, in my opinion. So I'm not, I'm not trusting OJ Howard. I don't know. I like OJ Howard as a as a as a play this week. Um, I mean, Leonard Fournette is obviously an RB one in this matchup. Yeah, you start your uh, your Bucks. This helps Fournette too because he's been very active in the uh, the passing game, and this may open up a few more passes for him as well. Um, five targets his last game before the bye. Four the game prior. Six the game prior. Five the game prior. Five the game prior. He's gonna get five targets, and. Maybe more now against Washington if um if A B and Godwin are both out. Plus he gets a ton of work on the ground. He is a workhorse in a Bruce Arians Tom Brady led offense, which has made him one of the best draft day values in the league so far. And as long as that remains, which I don't see why that would change, even coming off of his first bust type game against New Orleans, a get right type of game here against Washington, I'm certainly happily starting Leonard Fournette. You're starting uh, Tom Brady, obviously, as quarterback one. Yep. With that being said, let's go over to the Washington side. Washington coming off a bye, so 
you know, in theory, this helps, but teams coming off buys have not been very good this year. Um, with that being said, this should be a scary Terry week. Jason, I know you got Terry in the home league. How are you feeling about him this week? Terry Henry. Yeah. What? Uh, Terry Henry. He's like the best New York Red Bulls player ever. Yeah, but that has nothing right? to do with anything. Scary well, you Thierry said Terry. Henry. Scary Terry. Uh, I, I said Terry and you said Terry. <laughs> That's not the same. Yo, Listen, scary. G- G- hold on, hold on, hold on. Jackson, G- come on, give us your stuff. Look, it's been an up and down season for Terry, but it's not due to him at all. He's made a lot of plays, so he goes where Tyler Heineke goes, and in a game where the Bucks are likely to score a lot of points, I'm I'm betting on Scary Terry. Like I want him out there, and I'm gonna bet on him getting 13 targets and hope he finds the end zone on one of them. This is one of the games where you. Expect them to boom, in my opinion. The Buccaneers have been a lot better against the pass than they were in the beginning of the season, though, recently. And they are now actually 17th and 19th in points over average against the quarterbacks and wide receivers. 24th against running backs, 13th against tight ends. So the Buccaneers basically aren't even that great of a matchup for anyone at this point in the season based on how they've been playing in recent matchups. Terry McLaurin has five games this year. As wide receiver 44 or worse, yeah. three games as a top five receiver. I just listed him as my sell in my buy in the buy low sell high article this week. Go check that out. Uh, trade deadlines are approaching on the Broto app or the Broto site, of course. Plug. But wow, Sammy Watkins is trash. Trash. He he could have caught that. But anywho, yeah, dude is trash. Terry McLaurin, man, look, you start him because you're kind of forced into it. But I don't know. I'm not completely sold on him having a huge week this week because it, he's not someone who has had huge weeks in all the best matchups and bad weeks and all the bad matchups. It's, it hasn't been that easy to tell this season. He's basically Tyler Lockett. Nothing wrong. Nothing. I, don't, I don't want Tyler Lockett. You were about to say nothing wrong with Tyler I'm Lockett. I'm interested. Yeah, I don't, want, the, I don't guys, want Tyler Lockett on my team either. Tyler Heineke has come and just targeted, targeted, targeted tight ends. Like, right now... Like, because comparatively speaking, with the rest of the tight end landscape, which is ugly, like even Darren Waller's disappointing so far, Kelsey. Ricky Heels Bones is second in true target value right now. Yep. And it makes sense because he's been a tight end once since he's been healthy. And there's a chance Lance Thomas, Logan Thomas comes back. You guys, man. But they did say his hamstring is sore or his leg is sore or some shit. Um, that's what happens when you're out for four weeks. So... I'm keeping an eye on that because whoever is the Washington football team's tight end is this week, I want him in my lineup. Sign me up for some heels bones. Yeah, I'm down to start him this week. I also I picked up Lance Thomas in a league. Logan. Logan, sorry. Fuck. I picked up Logan Logan Thomas in a league. Uh, someone had dropped him. I guess they didn't have room, and I was very, very happy to do that. If you have a chance to do that, please do. Logan, Tim Logan. For real, um, though. Get it right. <laughs> this one's going to be interesting for Antonio Gibson, I feel like. Because after a week off, he's still limited in practice on Thursday. Because he has a literally a shin that's cracked in half, and they don't yeah. care. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Just put him on IR, dude. He's you're, he's not even helping you on the field because he's playing with a cracked shin. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a, a different... If I could sit Antonio Gibson, I would. I am fortunate enough to be in a position in a, in a few... in. in one league in particular where I have Antonio Gibson and I can, I could sit him. I think that JD McKissick is a sneaky good play this week. Tampa Bay is twenty third in DVOA against the running back out of the backfield. 
they ha- they have been susceptible to the receiving back. So I think J.D. McKissick could be a sneaky good play this week. Sign me up for some J.D. McKissick. Look, the math and statistics all say this is accurate every other week for J.D. McKissick. It's science. He's been great every other week thus far. Um, from 0.8 to 17.8, from 4.8 to 14.4, this is half PPR, from 1.2 to 15 to 7.6 to 13.3. Now we got a bye week. Does this reset or does the bye week count as his down week? Uh-oh. I say if you started him, you got a zero, so it counts as a down week, <laughs> which means he's ready for a up week here against Tampa Bay. This is an ideal spot for jd mckissick he thrives in the games where they trail and they have to come from behind because then he gets the pass catching work in i like jd mckissick as a rb2 ppr player flex play i actually prefer him to antonio gibson this week yeah me too which seems nuts but um right now i have antonio gibson ranked ahead of jd mckissick but i think that's going to change as the week goes forward uh jason anyone else you want to talk about in this game no you're not no. start, you're not starting Jared no. Patterson. I'm not starting. No. All right. Let's go to the next game. Guys, I got a little rant. A tiny rant. Saints. The fuck you doing, man? Start Taysom Hill already. What is wrong with you? Why are you not starting this man? Why are you subjecting yourself to Trevor Simeon at quarterback? Why? When you have this person who led you to three victories last season. And was, and got better every week and was a dynamic offensive force. What are you doing instead? You're you're letting the season ride on Trevor fucking Simeon? Trevor Simeon. Get your sit, shit together, Saints. Like, what the fuck are you doing? It's this odd. Ha- this has nothing to do with the fact that I dropped 54 fab and spent every one of my last dollars in, in the main league for him. Nothing, no nothing to do with that at all. That ain't Put no that problem. That ain't no problem. <laughs> um, but with that being said, hey, Taysom Hill might start. We don't know. Another guy we don't know is going to start is Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara has a bum knee, a slight sprain in his knee. Uh, if, for those who don't know, a sprain is not a, a small thing. A sprain is a, a tiny tear. So he's got a bad knee. And one thing with sprains is that if you play on them, you make them worse. So if I had to guess, I would say that he's not playing in this, this week. And if he doesn't, Mark Ingram shoots to a high-end RB2, low-end RB1 if he doesn't play. Jason, how confident are you in Mark Ingram if Kamara doesn't play? Fire him up. Fire him up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, bro, come on. It's the Saints, and it's a workhorse back. Yeah. Is there anything more we need to say? They're playing the Titans. Yeah, that's fine. Exactly. Oh, fuck. No, but that, if that's Alvin a good Kamara thing. If Alvin Kamara is out, I'm starting Mark Ingram. I want uh, everyone's look. Everyone's on the Titans' defense this week, and as they should, because they've been scoring mad points in fantasy. But there's a big difference between fantasy points and being an actual good defense. And the Titans have been getting killed on the ground through the air. They've been giving up fantasy points. They've been scoring fantasy points because they sack the quarterback and make turnovers. But they're very much a boom bust defense that are going to score a lot of points in fantasy, but also give up a lot of points to fantasy players. You just want to be part of Titans games. And with that being said, Marcus Callaway has 26 targets in his last four games. The Titans have given up 41 points to the wide receiver. They are the second best matchup, uh, allowing 26% more points over average to the players that they faced. I think Marcus Callaway is a play in this game. Give me Deontay Harris over Marcus Callaway. Uh, Deontay Harris, too, is, is also a ah, Michael, we are on the same page. I, I right. like both of those Look, guys. Deontay Harris last week played 
30% of snaps and saw eight targets. The week prior, played 32% of snaps, saw seven targets. That is legitimately absurd. When that's, he's on the field, they're Rondo, getting him the damn ball. Yeah, that's Rondell Moore numbers, Cardarius Tony type numbers. And he's been better than Marcus Callaway, Traycon Smith, Kenny Stills, all these guys getting more snaps than him. Obviously, it's a it's more of a dart throw trusting Deontay Harris, especially when like there's not too many teams on by. But if you're desperate, if you're a team that is dealing with injuries and such, putting him in your flex, I prefer him to, to Callaway, to to any of these pass-catching options. Besides, what's-his-face, of course. Uh, like, if Kamara's out, Mark Ingram becomes must-start. But, like, again, it's the Saints. That's the only position that's must-start at this point is their running back. Oh, wait, just got a sack. Uh, he's my oh, wait. I- oh, he was wait. my IDP draft pick this year. I'm like, oh, wait. a linebacker from Penn State who runs a 4-3 who got drafted by the Ravens. That is basically a home run. That's like a, a linebacker sandwich. Five thousand dollars in cash money. Cash money. Um, besa- <laughs> one thousand, man. Michael Lawrence is fine. <laughs> one thousand no, dollars in cash money. It's because you the, think, the championship. You think Wilmer Valderrama had that much money, bro? Nah, the championship was five thousand. Like if they if they uh, won the one thousand, they got to the championship. It was five thousand then. Boom. Um, I like this Mouse. is your mama. mama. <laughs> Let's go over to the other side, the Titan side. Saints have been a plus matchup for wide receivers. Third best points over average, 26%, just under the Saints. I think the Saints were 26.4. Uh, and the, yep. I mean, the Titans were 26.5 like or something like that. They're right next to each other. How are you seeing this black backfield uh, play out for the Titans? If you had to choose one of these running backs, I mean, that I, I just jumped over. A.J. Green is a great play, and... Also, I think Julio, AJ Brown, AJ Brown, and Julio Jones as well. He has not been good, Guys. but I think this might, if, you know, he he might have a chance to do something in this game. This is a great matchup, and he's going to be away from from Marshawn Lattimore. Jason, keep, sorry, go ahead. I don't know, man. I just feel like if Julio Jones's name was Reynolds or Westbrook Aquina about Tim, Tim or whatever. Or Tim Patrick, no one will be talking about him. This guy has one game, one within the top forty-five receivers this year. Yeah. Uno. And and guys, he left Thursday's practice. Oh boy! Because he tweaked his hammy. I missed that. Tweaking his reportedly hammy. tweaked his hammy. Right when Thanksgiving's coming up, he should have tweaked his turkey instead. I don't know, man. Michael's not been on a roll today. No, I'm with you, Jay. I um, it's it's all name appeal at this point for Julio. Uh, he has not been a viable. He's definitely been more of a detriment than your team to your team than he's been an actual plus. Like you can't start him and be confident about it. And now if he he left practice, which is not good. He's this guy's always getting hurt too. Not good. They cut Josh Reynolds. Yeah, Josh Reynolds requested yeah. it. Hmm. He wasn't being used. He went to the Lions. Ooh. He could get a role right away in Detroit. He will get a role right away. All of my uh, best ball shares are happy about that. I drafted OD Josh Reynolds thinking A.J. Brown and Julio Jones would both have injury stints, which they have. Josh Reynolds hasn't really been playing. I don't know why. Well, he's about to play for the Lions, that's for sure. Um, Let's talk about the backfield then because this is... This is... Fuck them too. Start A.J. Brown as a high-end wide receiver one. Yeah. Um... I mean, yo, I would rather start Eno Benjamin than any of those three. Last week was an absolute. This is why I wasn't going hard after any of these guys because I knew this was going to happen. If AP didn't find the end zone, he would have been a complete bust. He had 
what, 10 carries. Jerry McNichols had seven. Deontay Foreman had five. They played 45% of snaps for McNichols, 33 for AP, 21% for Deontay Foreman. How many catches did McNichols have, though? He had three targets. They don't throw. No, they don't throw to the running back. They haven't all year, basically. They haven't the past several years. The running back is not a big part of their passing game. Even if he catches two or three balls, whatever. It's only two or three balls when he's not even leading the team in rush attempts. So, uh, on this entire Titans offense, who are you playing? A.J. Brown, that's it? You're playing, you're playing Ryan Tannehill? And I think Ryan Tannehill has some flex appeal, but New Orleans has been basically locked down against opposing quarterbacks besides Matt Ryan last week, who actually had a nice game. So, it's it's tough to trust him with the way that uh, that offense, and he has been playing this year. He's outside the top 20 in true throw value, which is just seems blasphemous to say. He's the true value king. Yeah. Maybe, 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 uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill is, no doubt about it, a better quarterback than people thought when he left Miami. But maybe Arthur Smith, there is something to this Arthur Smith guy. Because he's, ma- he's, he's making Matt Ryan look good again. And he's making Cordell Patterson into a thing. The one and only. Um, let's move on. Sure, certainly. Let's go on to the Falcons at the Cowboys. Everyone's falling for the Falcons again, man. It's, it's happening. It's happening again. Everyone's like, oh, they're so great. Bro, they're you're set up for failure here. I'm telling you. Unless Arthur Smith really is the guy, like don't expect this to, to keep going. And now they're facing a pretty solid defense in the Cowboys. Now the Cowboys are a positive matchup to almost every single position. So there is that. Without with that being said, Corderell right now is the biggest guarantee on the squad. Kyle Pitts has struggled as the main target. So those are the two main guys in this team. How are you looking at them, Jason, this week? Is Corderell just kind of like lock him, lock him, load him. He's he's your man. And then Kyle Pitts, you got to play him if you drafted him. How are you feeling about these guys? Yeah, talk about names. We were just talking about Julio Jones. Cordero Patterson would be ranked as a top five running back every week if his name wasn't Cordero Patterson. So you're starting him happily. And then Kyle Pitts, you're starting because the tight end landscape isn't that pretty. But, I mean, it hasn't been pretty for him either. And rookie tight ends, notoriously slow starters, and now you're asking him to take this big leap and be a big part of the offense. There's going to be rough patches. You're starting him. Honestly, I I don't love it, but you have to start him. The only other person I consider in this game is Russell Gage because, believe it or not, guys, I know Michael hates Russell Gage. The guy is two top 24 Wide receiver finishes in the last three weeks, but no one cares because sandwiched in the middle was a zero target, zero reception, zero everything game. I was going to say because you got a donut in there that sticks. In if you look at his game logs, you'll question whether he was even healthy or not, hmm. which is not ideal. And which he was, but there's some appeal there. He was healthy. You yeah, know, I just right. I just listed Cordero Patterson as a uh, someone I'd be buying in my in a fantasy pros featured article. Tell me, I'm not bugging. I would trade Terry McLaurin straight up for Patterson in a heartbeat. I would do that. DJ yeah. Moore. Yeah, I would do that too. I said Joe Mixon. If you could trade Joe Mixon for like Patterson and someone else, like a Patterson and like a Pittman or something, do that in a heartbeat. There's no one's doing that. I don't know. People <laughs> people just don't want to believe in Cordero Patterson because of his name. I mean, I get it, but he's the guy right now. Uh, Zacchaeus Sharp Gage. Engage. I guess it's Gage if you have to trust one of these guys. Akias had a big game last week with two touchdowns, but that was on three receptions. 
um, a Jawan Johnson type of performance. I'm not going to chase that. So Jawan Johnson performance. That was yeah. a throwback to week one. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Um, let's go over to the other side, the Cowboys. This seems like a great matchup for the Cowboys, but so did last week, and that did not work out. But that's not stopping me. Zeke is in. CeeDee's in. Cooper's in. Dak is in. I'm throwing them all back in my lineup with no fear. Zeke did have a little have a, has a little bit of an injury scare right now, but all reports say he should be good to go. Do you guys disagree with me in any way on that? No. Look, I think that I think it's um Amari Cooper breakout game Ooh. time. Mm. I just have that feeling because Amari Cooper is 14th in true target value. It's been a slow start to the year, it's been a slow half of the year. He's had some games finally end zone paid off. This is a very good matchup. I think the true target value and the points per game will line up a little bit better this week. Um, let's talk about Michael Gallup because he re- he's supposed to return. Is he worth a roster spot? And I think the real question is, because I think unless you're desperate, no, he's not worth the roster spot. The real question is, does he hurt Dalton Schultz's value? Because he's not going to hurt CD. He's not going to hurt Coop. He's not going to hurt Zeke. He's not gonna. He's not gonna hurt Dak. He's gonna help Dak. So the question is: Oh, Justin, Justin Tucker, Tucker just missed dude. missed a field goal. My my within, jaw dropped within fifty. Yeah. That was something. Um, does Gallup hurt Dalton Schultz? Man, Dalton Schultz, the uh, the early luster or whatever the word is for you know the shine on someone from earlier in the season has oh, kind of faded a away a little bit. That's Crabo. 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 What the you fuck serious, Michael? This guy just made up a word. You believe I, him? No, I didn't believe him. I looked at him and said, Crabo? That sounds like a fake word. How I do have you a dis- that I word? have a disgusted face, Michael's, Michael's face is hilarious. <laughs> I wasn't actually like curious. Nah. I was disgusted. No, nah, no, nah, it was a curious but, face, though. <laughs> Dalton Schultz, he's getting the targets, yes. Now it's time to and see the, if Crabo is a word. Aye, aye. And the tight end landscape is trash, which is why he keeps being like, started every week but he has now his back-to-back games with 2.1 and 7.4 um before that 10.4 10.9 hasn't found the end zone since week four um i mean like he's he's a good tight end option for sure but i don't think he's going to be that top five tight end option that people wanted him to be and uh michael gallup returning certainly doesn't help that either because gallup is a legitimate third wide receiver option definitely more so than cedric wilson noah brown malik turner and company this is a team that's already running the ball a bunch. Like, dude, last game, Cedric Wilson played 82% of snaps. I know there was a lot of um, garbage time in there, but week eight, he played 58% of snaps. So Michael Gallup's going to return and get targets. So I, he's a. I wouldn't want to trust him off the IR, missing the majority of the season. Um, but he is an interesting flex play. Um, more of a desperation, I think trusting him in his first game back but i'd pick him up if he was available like i wouldn't just leave him on the waiver wire especially if something happened to cd or cooper that uh that definitely helps Gallup as well he'd become a top 30-ish option hmm. interesting um anyone else you guys want to talk about in this game i don't think so nope. start dak no yeah, nope. start, dak. start the dak attack don't be scared about last week all right let's go on to the browns at the patriots no Ramondre Stevenson or Damian Harris in practice today. If they both can't go, Brandon Bolden is an absolute must-start high-end RB2. 
I don't want to hear your shit, Michael. A high-end RB2 I, is pushing it. Like, we're talking about I'd a guy. I'd say RB2. Yeah, I wouldn't say high-end. I mean, J.J. Taylor is probably going to steal rushing work, too. Like, you expect Brandon Bolden to just be the guy? I mean, Brandon Bolden had 89 yards on 10 carries as the featured back last week, and it's only 10 carries, yes, but this is what they do. It would probably be J.J. Taylor who would get some work as well. They'd probably call up some random-ass person from the practice squad and make him the lead back. <laughs> Jonas Gray. Or decide to give a bunch of end-arounds to Kendrick Bourne or whatever the fuck they decide to do. So, RB2 potential, yes, but not a must-start, in my opinion. Yeah, but definitely definitely becomes a very solid. Like, on the other side, guys. Hold on, Jason, I got a question for you. Him or tell me, tell me your home league dilemma. Him Let's or Michael Carter, Come on. Brandon Bolden, Michael, Michael Carter, Carter, Mike White started against against the Bills. Yeah, it's, I play Bolden because of matchup. If both are out, Bolden. Yeah, this is assuming both are out. Harris and Stevenson. Right. I mean, this is all assuming that both are out. Like, there's no. You gotta assume. Talking about talking about people moves. being out and shit though. It's the honest, the fucking Dearness Johnson season, boys. If if Chubb doesn't return, if Chubb doesn't return from COVID, it's the De- I'm Dearness Johnson is a must start. Like you want to talk about a must start, it's not Brandon Bolden. It's Dearness Johnson. I agree with you. Yeah, uh, the, the Browns are gonna run no matter what. They're the, gonna run. The Pats are also the seventh best matchup against running backs. They're giving up. Seven. I don't care. It's the Browns. They also have one of the best offensive line in the league. That's what I'm saying. So you are. It's a good matchup because usually people are used to the Pats stopping the run, and. I, there's a there's always this um this you know aura around the Patriots that they shut down your best guy and we, that's the truth but sometimes they can't Alvin Kamara ran all over them when they were trying to focus on Kamara and I expect uh, any Browns running back because of that offensive line to be able to control the pace of the game um we kind of jump to the to the Browns let's go back to the Pats for a second because Hunter Henry caught yet another TD last week. The Browns are a bottom 10 matchup for wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends, which means they're, they've been good against all three of those positions. They've given up three rushing touchdowns to quarterbacks. If you take those away, they've also been great against the quarterback, and Mac Jones isn't rushing a touchdown unless it's on the half-yard line. This is not a good matchup for the Pats. The Browns' defense has been very good. I think the Browns have a good game in this one. I think the Pats... I don't know. I'm not really starting any Pats outside of Hunter Henry and and uh, Bolden. If You want to hear something absurd? Hunter Henry has a touchdown in three of his last four games and has not scored double digits a single time. Mm. Talk about but, guys, touchdown dependent. But talk about how the tight end position is touchdown dependent. Hunter Henry is second in the league for tight ends with five tight end one performances. Gross. Think about everything we just said together. It's just such an odd, <laughs> odd tight end world we're living in. Yeah, it's a it's a. It's an odd tight end world for sure. Um, but I'm starting Hunter Henry because you have to. Um, I don't know. If you picked up like a Pat Fryermuth, I prefer Fryermuth. If you if Dawson Knox is returning, I prefer Dawson Knox. Heels bones if Thomas doesn't go. Agreed. Um, let's go over to the other one. I think You I think, think people listen to this and like, who the fuck is Heels Bones? Ricky Seals Jones. Uh David Njoku is probably a streaming option. Tim is never gonna give up David Njoku. Never gonna give you up. Never Fuck you mean probably you a streaming down. option. I think he is. I think that look as particularly Never turn around Do- and start Njoku. Donovan Peoples Jones <laughs> did not practice on Thursday, but it's not injury related. So if he's like I I won't I won't guess, 
But if he's in some sort of mental situation or like some sort of mental health crisis in the vein of Calvin Ridley, then you who are you going to throw to? Michael, who, what's more disgusting, starting David and Joku or the McRib? <laughs> I still like you know, the commercial. The commercial for the McRib. <laughs> the McRib. First of all, the McRib used to be fire. It used to be fire when Bro, I was a kid. I do not believe you. The commercial looks like they're just cat food with barbecue sauce on it, and then they put a pickle. Then kids just like bad no, food. No, 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 no. Uh, well, that could be the case, but I remember it. I remember I, I used to get it, and then it was all, it was out, and then they brought it back for a limited time, and I went to get it. And I'm like, yo, this doesn't even taste anything like the old one did. The double stack at Wendy's was fire. I mean, I think they still have it. One dollar. That's, that's what me and Jay used to get when we'd get fast food as kids. The I, Wendy's double stack, one dollar for a double cheeseburger. You kidding me? I used to get. <laughs> I used to get the big and tasty, from from McDonald's. The big and tasty. Big and tasty. It was. It was big. I like vaguely and, remember it. And tasty. And tasty. Crispy yeah. chicken sandwich is the way to go always. I used to get that from uh, Burger King. Wow. I, I I used to. I haven't eaten fast food in so long, and I used to eat like way too much fast food. Dude, me and my girlfriend went on a road trip earlier in the year for a couple of weeks so we ended up getting fast food stops like three times we ended up getting fast food just because like Ugh. you know road trips mcdonald's was super trash burger king was super trash wendy's was fire wendy's is just so much better than both those places wendy's uses uh the fire grill that's why it was so much better um with that with that being said <laughs> plus um, their spicy chicken nuggets are fire any so who who catches the passes in this game if donovan, donovan people's jones misses Wendy Hollywood or McDonald? Higg- Hollywood Higgins? Hollywood Higgins is, I guess, if Donald Peoples-Jones isn't there, but I wouldn't want to trust anybody on that offense at this point. I mean, I think you got to – I think one of these tight ends is going to be if startable. It's, no, I'm not starting one of the tight ends. If I'm starting anyone, it's going to be Jarvis Landry because he's I back. know he's been terrible recently, but I feel like a get-right game has to be coming at some point. He's not back. He's like, a scrub. But he's seen – 23 targets over the past three weeks. It hasn't resulted in much, but at some point it's going to, it's going to work out. Um, but no, no one on this team makes me feel giddy inside. Like Donovan Peoples Jones, he's just scoring long touchdowns. That's what's, that's what's been making him put up fantasy points. And you can't bank on long touchdowns every week either. And then the tight ends, like, like you said, one of them might have a good game, but which one's going to be, this this Browns offense is it's a good offense overall in real life, but the fantasy outputs are just not. Uh, Michael Michael uh, managed to tweet Mike Kosicki shouldn't have had that popcorn as we are recording. Jason did. Actually. Oh, Jason did. That's a <laughs> classic Brucey line. No, I shouldn't have that popcorn. All right, let's go over to the next game: the Bills at the Jetsies. All right, I want to talk about one guy. The hometown Jetaroos. I want to talk about one guy in particular. Cole Beasley, because we saw when Dawson Knox, last time Dawson Knox was on the field, Cole Beasley did not see the field nearly as much. Dawson Knox went down, Cole Beasley started seeing the most targets on the team. Now, with that being said, the running game has been trash. Zach Moss was in a non-contact jersey today, still in the concussion protocol, but practicing. Devin Singletary sucks. So, Cole Beasley has been the de facto running back. They've been in a very West Coast place. So does Cole Beasley continue to be a usable asset with Dawson Knox in the picture, or do you think it goes back to how it was before? I think this, this is a great are we assuming, like, Are we assuming Knox is playing? Uh, Knox is officially practicing full today. Yeah. 
Mm. A full practice on a Thursday likely means he's back. Yeah. I didn't see his practice status today. That's yeah. uh, full intriguing. Practice. Yeah. Um, Beasley, though, definitely not just disregarding him now that Dawson Knox is back. Like, he's been great without Dawson Knox there. He also had some big games, some decent games with Dawson Knox there, too. Week three, he went 11 for 98. Week one, eight for 60. Like, yeah, he had some bad games, too, but it's not like he just wasn't a part of the offense anymore. The thing was, when he had those bad games, he wasn't part of the offense. I think that's the scary part, that he can just disappear like that. Yeah, especially in a matchup against the Jets where they could go up OD early. Like, against Houston, when they won 40-zip, he wasn't used. Against Miami, when they won 35-zip, he wasn't used. That could be similar with the Jets. So I don't. I do think there's some concerns here with Beasley, um, Stefan Diggs. At some point, guys, we have to consider. Like, do we think Stefan Diggs last year was the outlier year, and that's just not what we could expect going forward? Like, he's not yeah. a top five receiver. So I mean, like, look at his entire career. Yeah. He has that one ginormous season, and now he's kind of back to being like a good receiver. But that's about it. Very good. Like, I call him very good. Last year, a very good receiver, excellent. but not like an elite receiver. Yeah, he has 588 receiving yards and three touchdowns on the season, um, through eight games. Like it's good, but like he hasn't had a huge game. He's been consistent, but he hasn't been a consistent high end wide receiver one. He's been more of a consistent low end wide receiver one, wide receiver two option. That doesn't really have to do with this week. Like you're starting digs either way if you have him. Like he's definitely a weekly starter. Just it's a little uh a little concerning that he's not having bigger games, I think. Yeah, definitely. And Emmanuel Sanders, I know he had that donut against Miami and then only four for sixty five against Jacksonville. But I'm I'm starting Emmanuel Sanders as a more of a wide receiver three at this point than a wide receiver two. But I'm starting him um against the Jets. Uh yeah, Emmanuel Sanders is interesting. I feel like I mean, he's been good, but it's he's definitely settled in as a wide receiver three. Like, if you look at his consistency chart on the Broto app or on the Broto website, he has one wide receiver one finish, one wide receiver two finish, and then he has three wide receiver threes and three games outside the top 36. Mm. So now at this point, six out of his eight games have been wide receiver three or worse. But on the other side, five of his eight games have been wide receiver three or better. Quick maths. Is your glass half full or is your glass half empty is the question. Yeah, exactly. So I, hmm, what it. do we do here? I also So like, he's a wide receiver three. That's what he is. Pencil him in. I also like Devin Singletary this week if Zach Moss is out. Pen I, him in. Sharpie him in. If Zach wide receiver Moss three. plays. You, Locked and loaded, Tim. All right, shut your face. PPR. If Zach, if Zach Moss plays. <laughs> stop taking Michael's thing. What are you doing? Yeah, come on now. Uh, if Zach Moss plays, you play him. If, if Zach Moss doesn't play, you play Devin Singletary. If there's one thing, I will say this, though. If there's one team that could take the best running matchup and squander it, it's the Bills. Yeah, but I mean, Did you see Jets, what happened, though? the Jets are 74.5% points over average. Jonathan Taylor just went absolutely bananas, and Naheem Hines went absolutely bananas. The Jets just continue to all the games except two, and one of them was against Christian McCaffrey, but they don't use a backup. They've allowed two running backs, and then the Bengals game, which they won in an upset, two running backs to score 10 or more PPR fantasy points, which is just absolutely absurd. Sign me up for Did you see what happened in Buffalo, though? What? Brick killed the guy. <laughs> Ayo, there it is. Um, th- Let's go to the Jets side. The legend, the man, the myth, Mike, Mike White. White. 
Mike White. Back in action. Guys, if Mike White tears apart the Bills, we yeah. got ourselves he starts. a franchise, baby. He starts. <laughs> right? Nah, this is what you do, and this is how you do it. Now, the New York media is not going to let you, but this is how you're going to do it. If Mike White tears the Bills up, you say, okay, Michael, Michael White, you are the starter. Then you tell everyone Zach needs to heal still. He's got healing problems. He's not Wolverine. He's the opposite of Wolverine. He's a real slow healer. And and then you work with him. You just hired John Beck, his personal trainer, his personal quarterback coach. You have him continue to work, and then you make him beat out Mike White next year. And if he can't, it's Mike White season again. It is what it is. This is this is the fucking NFL. This ain't no fucking child's game. This is a man's no game. Child's game. Uh, with that being said. Michael Carter and Ty Johnson have been the main beneficiaries, but with that, but the Bills' defense has been absolutely ridiculous against the running back, against everyone, just elite all around, elite all around. Uh, so, how do you feel about the running backs? Like you, they've both been viable for the last two games and the last three games. Really, they've been viable. So, do you ride that wave or do you give that up? It's tough because it's. The Buffalo Bills, can we see, would you be shocked if we see a game similar to Jacksonville's offensive performance last week? I know I wouldn't. There was nobody on the Jaguars that you would have been happy that you started. Not Carlos Hyde, not Marvin Jones, maybe Dan Arnold, but that's because he's a tight end. I could see that happening this week for the Jets against Buffalo as well. Corey Davis is returning, but he'll be up against Jadavious White a lot, and who knows how much he'll play. I assume he's going to get a full workload, but you never know coming off injury. Jameson Crowder, Elijah Moore has really blossomed over these last couple of weeks, but can you trust him with Corey Davis returning? And like you said, Michael Carter and Ty Johnson, they've been catching a bunch of passes with Mike White at the helm, which makes me like Michael Carter the most. I feel like this is a very tough week to try to trust Ty Johnson. If he doesn't find the end zone, like how much could he really do against his defense? The Jets are a team I'm, I'd am i rather avoid this week, but Michael Carter does still interest me a bit as a low-end RB2 flex play just because he's been so good over the last several weeks and just so involved. Yeah, I think if, if you're going to go with anyone, I think also Elijah Moore. Michael Carter and Elijah Moore, to me, are the guys that I would consider playing because, I mean, I think the Jets are clear right now that they're just going to see what their young guys got. And Elijah Moore's been balling. He's and he's been balling. There's no reason to stop giving him the ball. And they made they targeted him and they gave him some end arounds in the last game. Like they wanted to get Elijah Moore involved and he excelled when he got involved. So And if White is on Corey Davis, could open things up more for Elijah Moore as well. Tradavius yeah. White, not Mike White. Yeah. So hopefully Elijah Moore gets just as involved as he's been the last couple of games. I saw a hilarious video online. It said all the white cornerbacks of the last 10 years and the video started and they just started naming people with the last name white because there's been no white cornerbacks in the last 10 years. It's just, it's like Tredavious white. Someone say something. Sure. <laughs> it was, it was hilarious. You got to see it. That's hilarious. Um, with uh, next. Daniel Sorensen. I didn't even, I honestly didn't know if you were done He's talking a or not. A scrub ass. Not a corner, not DB. Um, Jags. Sorensen at- is a safety. Corner, not DB. I said he's a safety. Yeah, there's plenty. I'm of just trying to think of a white person. Yeah, that's true. Jim think, Leonard was the goat. J- Jason, I think Jason Seahorn was it was a white corner once upon a time. Um, Jags at the Colts. 
is the next game. T.Y. Hilton has... Boys, been- stop it. Stop it. Stop the presses. All right, here we go. It's Dan Arnold season. Oh, boy. It's Dan Arnold season, folks. He is my the tight end six. Aye, aye, aye. Fuck you mean, aye, aye, aye. Guys, aye, aye, aye. the Colts are the best matchup in defensive points over average. And get a load of this. They're not only the best. They are doubly as bad as the second team. They are the Jets. You know, like how the Jets are so bad against running backs. They're that, but yeah. against tight ends. Tis and true. no one knows it. We know it over here at Brodo. We know it. And that's why it's Dan Arnold season this week, because this guy is seeing targets every week. Eight targets five, four weeks ago, five, ten, seven. Every game, it, two out of the last three weeks, he's been tight in thir- three out of the last four weeks. He's been tight in 13 or better. They're just going to come a time where he finds the end zone. He's going to get at least five catches in this game in around 50 yards at least. So you're banking on that. It's Dan Arnold season. I'm starting Dan Arnold happily anywhere. Oh, boy. Anywhere. I know I'm saying I, 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 but I agree with you, Jay. It's definitely a Dan Arnold season type of game. And look, this guy, they traded for him and immediately were like, you're going to be one of our main pass catchers, bro. Like, whether we think it's, I think it's dumb or not, this guy's seen eight targets, five targets, ten targets, seven targets over the last four weeks. And those target numbers you don't really find at the tight end position very often. And like you said, the Colts are just, um, yum, 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 yum. <laughs> like you, you want a matchup against the Colts if you're a tight end. Uh, here's what you don't want to do if you're, a, if you're against the Colts is be a running back. And James Robinson is supposed to play this week, uh, practice today. Coming back from a heel injury, Urban Meyer says he thinks he's going to be good to go. How confident are you in James Robinson in this matchup? Jimothy Robinson. Not, not has, super. Jimothy. Guys, Jimothy Robinson has four straight games. Jimothy? When fully healthy, scoring a touchdown. Yes, I'm calling him Jimothy Robinson. All right, going down then. And even Carlos Hyde last week had 21 rushes. So, yeah, I'm firing up Jimothy. I'm tempering the expectations from like a, a huge game. Like, do I expect like 12 to 14 points? Sure. But I'm not expecting one of his like 20 plus point performances. I'm just saying temper expectations a little bit against Indy. Yeah, I agree. That's been a, Especially I mean, coming off an injury, too. They've held they held back Derrick Henry not once but twice. So not easy. Not it ain't easy. easy being cheesy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, with that being said, uh, Michael, you t- you took my you took my attention uh, from where I'm supposed to be. Uh, T.Y. Hilton back to back practices. Michael Pittman has been uh, absolutely fantastic. Suck it, Michael. To Jiminy. Suck to it, Jiminy. Mike. A cricket Hilton. Don't you don't you get out of this. Suck it. Suck Look, it. Let me tell you. After Jacksonville, he gets Buffalo. And a bunch of other tough games with a buy in between. Come week 15, 16, people aren't going to be ranking Michael Pittman as a top 12 receiver. His ranking as a top 12 receiver this week absolutely pissed me the fuck off. It's like, this is why people suck at fantasy football. It was just like Damian Harris being ranked as an RB1. This guy has a few strings together, a few good performances in a row, and people just completely forget about everything else that they know about that offense. Michael, I will bet you that he's an RB1, I mean, a wide receiver one this week. I'll, I'll take that bet. Jason, I think you should also bet Michael about Dan Arnold. 
<clears throat> I like Dan Arnold, they said. I was just saying I, 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 because Dan said, Arnold. Yeah, but Jason said tight end six. I have him in my top 12. What would Jason bet me? What would you bet on, Jason? Betting top six me, isn't fair. Give me top eight. Ah, uh, fine. I'll give you top eight. Let's have some fun. Let Michael, me write this down. Michael, you, you, you're going to lose two bets today. Uh, me? The champ three years running? Come on now. It's because you, uh, this year, me and Jason have taken control. Yo, see, you guys keep saying that. When I win again this year, <laughs> you're going to be all out of excuses. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> all right? I don't know what you're saying. All I know is that it's bullshit. All I know is yayo. Guys, sometimes, <laughs> I don't know if you guys you hear that, it, but sometimes. Nah, I just know. Guys, I know it's because you're so white. <laughs> yayo is, is cocaine. Ah, fun. <laughs> anyway, saying, sorry, go ahead. I don't know if you guys hear it, but sometimes I drop the mic because, you know, just holding it up with all the rings on my hands. It's just, <laughs> it's really hard to hold it sometimes. This is a championship. I honestly feel like me and Jason have the same amount of overall championships, just like I haven't won the nah, home league. That's the only one that matters. What <laughs> you talking about, kid? It's the only one that matters. I mean, I'm, I probably the, have, I, I, I matter. I, I care about the Broto leagues, too. Yeah. But the, the, the home league has that special place where I have the most rings. And, you know, I also you know, Michael rings. Does, I bet you and I bet you Tim. I bet you so much that I have more championships than both of you combined in all of my leagues ever. Well, Maybe if you add the eight years you played before me and Jason played. I mean, if you're going to go and say... Oh, <laughs> if you start from when me and Jason started playing, I, I disagree. Nah, I think... But, why not? And I, we also started playing when we were like 12 years old sharing a team. I started playing when I was 14. What do you? What's, what's your problem? But the time I'm saying when we started playing, we were 12 years old sharing a team. You were 19 with like five plus years of experience. Michael, you could just say, Timmy, you're better at fantasy than me. There's a 0% chance I'll ever <laughs> say that. <laughs> I, I'm... I'm like Abraham Lincoln. I only speak the truth. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so, Michael Pittman, I like him as a top 12 wide receiver this week. Jason, break the tie. How do you feel about Michael Pittman? Top 12? Yeah, against the Jags. He's being ranked as a wide receiver one this week in extra consensus rankings. I was saying it's just like Damian Harris from last week. It's just people. It's not, though, because the match is great. And fucking recency bias. I have Guys. Michael Pittman as my wide receiver six this week. See, suck, I hate you so suck much. Suck me. You literally are There's everything I hate about. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Pittman still in three of the last four games has seen six or less targets. Straight facts, homie. Right? Chang, not Chang. Um, I will. I, I He's will. a very good no, no, receiver. Stop it. Two stop it. Stop, stop it. Because I have one thing to say to that. And so, AJ Brown. What happens when T one Tim? That's Jimmy all I have to say. What happens AJ when Brown was great AJ last Brown. week. He caught seventy balls. What happens when Tim to Jiminy a cricket last outscores year? Yeah, last Pittman year, yes. Yeah, with week. the true value king. Well, what's when's his true value? Because I bet it's it's pretty high. That's yeah, let me question. check. But still, I do think he's what kind worked of, like, his way into the. You're top comparing 10, Michael so. Pittman he's been, to. He's been playing great, and I would say Michael Pittman. Yeah, I'm I'm comparing them. They got drafted in the like literally. I think they have the exact same draft slot. You know who's 10th in true throw value right now? Mike White, baby. Uh, okay. The That's GOAT. Good. The GOAT. Carson good. Wentz. Carson Wentz is 13th, 12th if we don't count the small sample of White. All right. Yeah. So, so I mean, he, yeah, he QB has been one. creeping up all season. Yeah, QB1. He's Did not Jiminy... AJ Brown just yet with the uh, with the true value GOAT. Right? No, Let's, but I'm not uh, I'm not saying that he is. Take it is. Take it is. I'm just saying that it's possible for someone to have 70 catches and guys, still have a great year. To Jiminy Cricket Hilton is someone I'd... Be interested picking up off waivers at this to point Germany. because of how good Carson Wentz has played of late, and he's throwing at least two touchdowns every 
game this year, I think, or maybe one game he missed it. I don't have it right in front of me, but he's been great, especially recently. And uh, T.Y. Hilton, even when he uh, he came back for that one game and played like three quarters of it, he was he he was having a solid game. So he's he's interesting. He people forget he was wide receiver one over the last like five weeks, healthy last season. So maybe he still has some juice left. I I would say that I'm a little concerned about T.Y. Hilton. But you can get him for free is what I'm saying. That it's not you like can. you're paying a big a high price for him. Ooh. Durham, Durham, Smythe, Smythe. Oh, Sm- Durham, Smythe, Jason oh, that's Smythe. Adam Shaheen. Yeah, my boy. Nah, dude, oh, that's Shaheen? Adam Shaheen. Ah. I didn't even know Adam Shaheen. Smythe is on the field, though. Was on a team. Yeah, because Smythe gets work, actually. If you look at his stats, they're very surprising. <laughs> wow, Adam Shaheen just boxed out a dude. Um, I'm a dude. He's a dude. The Colts have been. She's a dude. Oh my gosh. We're all dudes. We're all dudes. The Colts have been super uh, bad against wide receivers. So, do you think that this is finally the Marvin Jones week that everyone? I think I feel like a I'm super bad. Analysts take take different weeks. They're like, all right, this is the week I'll say it's a Marvin Jones week. So, I think I'll take this week as as it's my slot. I don't know, man. I Marvin Jones may have been superseded by Jamal Agnew, for being honest. Oh, I mean, that's I'm, also that's I'm, a good point. I'm done with Marvin Jones. Like, I have no interest. I know he has huge upside in games where he does show up, but this guy has been pure trash five of his last six games. Excuse me, four of his last To be honest, guys, I have a pretty good team in our home league, and I think that if I had to drop someone right now, Marvin Jones is probably my drop candidate. I agree with you. When he played against Tennessee, what seemed like a tremendous matchup, he went one for 25. Like, I know... Indy is also seems like a tremendous matchup, but this guy, I, I don't want to trust this guy. With Trevor Lawrence, who's bottom barrel, true throw value. Trevor Lawrence like, hasn't thrown multiple touchdowns in a game since week one. I was listening to a guy Yucky. that I, I really respect, Mike Wright, and, and he was talking about um he was talking about Trevor Lawrence being a a, a buy candidate for quarterbacks going into the second half of the season because his touchdown rate is so low. He's only throwing a touchdown on 2.9% of his passes. But then I thought to myself... It's also a lack of skill. Right. It's He's a rookie on the Jaguars with a rookie head coach and Brian Schottenheimer as his passing game coordinator. You see the, yeah, you see the receipt I pulled from June? I did. It was a good one. I tweeted from the Brodo account, not from my personal account, but I said, Brian Schottenheimer is a Jaguars yeah, get, passing game coordinator. Oh, yeah. Good luck with that, LaVisca Chenault truthers or whatever, because the entire offseason we said, oh, we do not understand LaVisca Chenault's ADP. And clearly that was a home run. Yeah, the, uh, the amount of Twitter people who not only... Like preseason victory laps about, yeah. yes. they let me get LaVisca Chenault in the eighth round, bro. Yeah, and and like... And so? And the <laughs> and the group the group think of like, that LaVisca Chenault being a 1,000... I saw people taking him in the fifth round, like Scott Fish. The, the the victory laps of him already being a superstar before he was and the victory laps of Kadarius Tony being terrible. Um, Our victory laps, I love to see... Uh, like Make people look stupid right now. Victory! Um, we, You know what? Is there anyone in this game? Is there anyone in this game you guys want to talk about? Besides I mean, Jonathan I mean, Taylor. Besides Jonathan Taylor. RB1, baby. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. Play looks Jonathan like, Taylor. The guy is having an absolutely tremendous season. It's been OD fun watching him run over these last few weeks. With Derrick Henry out, is there any running back you'd rather roster right now than Jonathan Taylor? No. Not with the injury concerns of McCaffrey, Cook, Kamara. Zeke has been... And Jonathan Taylor is getting more 
work too. Yeah. Like it's it's hard not to put Jonathan Taylor as the RB one right now. Uh, let's go over. Um, well, sorry, before that, Naheem Hines. Uh, does Naheem. He, is he worth it? Look, he no. had a great game against the Jets. Otherwise, he's been a lost cause for weeks now in terms of fantasy production. I don't see why that would change this week. Like, maybe he gets more involved again. Maybe he earned more touches after the Jets game or something, but certainly wouldn't be chasing it. All right, let's move on then to the Lions and the Steelers. Oh, man. <sighs> Chase Claypool. Why are you always lying? Chase Claypool has a toe injury. Oh my gosh! Yo, Stop I was fucking lying. I was planning on going on a rant about Chase Claypool being a wide receiver four at best this entire season, and then he got hurt and is likely out a few weeks. If you know anything, how PTI he's, if anything has... he's doing you a favor, Tim, you don't need to start him. Against the week. Lions? Well, you don't need to start him. That's a good. Remember thing. how PTI had mail time. They still do. We need that. We need, yeah, I, whatever. I don't even, if they still have the show, they need to, we need to make something like that, but for rant time, rant time. And then we just rant. What, what do you, why are you touching my keys as if, as if there's some kind of disease on them? It's not that they're diseased. Just my bed is my clean space. I don't put dirty things on my bed, like outside door keys with germs and such. I just lost mad respect for you. I'm not gonna... <laughs> uh, my <laughs> girlfriend is like a super germaphobe and right, got fine. me all right, to all right. realize that my bed should always stay clean. So I'm like, you know what? You're right. I don't wear outside clothes on my bed. That's a little, a little much. Like if I walk out from the train, I don't lay down on my bed with the clothes that I was on the train with. That's really, really weird. Well, I just put on pajamas or whatever I wear in the house. I mean, I guess I feel you like for a little, like a little bit, but. Uh... It must suck to be an animal and only you only get to eat pellets. <laughs> Yo, people aren't like watching this commercial right now, and you just you went from me talking about my bed to animals strictly eating pellets. The the only the, the only type of hard hitting news that you get here. Anyway, let's talk about this game because I want to finish this episode. Steelers at the Lions. Chase Claypool. He's Chase, probably not. Chase Claypool's like a dirty bed. I don't want up. any part of it. Chase Claypool's probably not going to play, so it doesn't matter. So, obviously, I think Deontay Johnson is the big winner here. Deontay Johnson should have a big game against the Lions. But James Washington is a, is a name that we should probably talk about if Chase Claypool misses time because he's he's the type of guy that's just going to take the Chase Claypool role over completely. So, Jason, is there any James, James Washington uh, love on your end? This week or going forward? This or just week. in general. This week. <sighs> I, I feel like he's going to be fool's gold. Like, we've seen James Washington be a nobody for so long. Even when he's at the step up at times. Juju goes down. You think it's going to be him? Nope, it's Pat Firemuth. Well, I didn't think it was going to be him. I, I picked up Pat Firemuth when Juju went down. But you know what I mean. So, like, Pat and now they're facing the Lions. Flex a little, dude. $25 you got. Tight end premium in the FFPC league. Boom, Yeah, FFPC bitch. has $1,000 waivers, and I picked up Firemuth for 25 bucks. 2.5%. About a boopie. About a boopie. <laughs> and now he's been a stud, and I'm 8-1, and, and I have... And there's, like, a giant tournament, and I'm in, like, somewhere in the hundreds, so I'm moving on up. Moving on up. But, but guys, Najee Harris is going to get targets. Deontay Johnson's going to get targets. 
fucking fryer mooth. I'm I'm probably not buying into James Washington. Uh, Guys, you think that Eric Najee, G- this, this is a Najee Harris week. Yeah. Like he needs to be in every DFS lineup. He has seven RB one weeks, only behind Derrick Henry. This is the second best matchup on defensive points over average, and he's had at least twenty two carries in four straight games. It's Najee Harris season this Sunday, and he's not playing that well. Just three targets in each of the no. last two weeks. Not good. Ridiculously inefficient. Ridiculous. He has just been pure volume yeah. the entire season. So much so that he's a must-start RB1 option every single week. But, man, I this guy is just pure, pure volume. I agree with you on Najee, but Pat Fryermuth, I think there is something to be said about the fact that Eric Ebron is supposed to return this week. And, and Fryermuth's best games came with Ebron out. I worry a little bit about Fryermuth. I'm not ready to crown him yet. I do not. Jason. I do not agree with your sentiment. I'm uh, starting Firemuth happily. I have a hot take. You guys ready? Shoot. Uh-oh. Fire up Big Ben in your Superflex leagues. No. That's never a good Hold idea. Hold on. Superflexes. All right. Yeah. That's not a hot take. That's a hot take. Hot take would say QB1. Nah. No, it's not a hot take. Superflex should essentially be two quarterback leagues. Yes, so in a two quarter, I'm saying he's a top twenty four quarterback this week. As Pat Fryer, how the fuck is that a hot take? Because he's not a top twenty four quarterback. Let me tell the you why that's stupid. The guy playing the Lions is a top twenty four quarterback Guys. when there's like six or four teams on by. Woo! What a hot take, boys. Yo, why you gonna hate? <laughs> why you was being a hater? Get the fuck out of here. Because don't proclaim that it's a hot take. They give you that bullshit. Yo, Firstly, guys, Big Pat ben- Fryermuth went 7 for 58 with Ebron in week six, okay? That's not that good. 7 for 58. He That's hasn't a even, 10 and 1. Yeah, too. and he hasn't even top five receptions in the last two games where he's been better receiving touchdowns. Secondly, Ben Roethlisberger is an absolute joke of a quarterback at the moment and has yet to surpass 16.2 fantasy points. And that's why it's a hot he take. he just scored against Chicago. Don't ever start Ben Roethlisberger, ever, period. So not, no. He's 28th in points. So don't tell me it's not a hot take, Jason. It is. Calling it a hot take to start a quarterback in Superflex is never a hot take. Oh, my God. Thank you. But Shut your mouth. Just you're just a hater. You just don't start ex- You just explained why it was a hot take and then said Bro, it's not a hot I've take just because you're on, a hater. This is, why, man, this is why we created a podcast and a site and now an app and a conglomerate of Brodo because I saw two respective sites today talking about adding Ben Roethlisberger for the stretch run because he has a good matchup. If you are starting Ben Roethlisberger in a playoff matchup, you are the worst fantasy player I've ever met in my life. <laughs> uh, I mean, bro, how do you say with a straight face on your pay to view site, add Ben Roethlisberger to start him during the playoffs? Who has yet to surpass 16 and a half fantasy points this year? Don't ask me. I didn't say it. We'd never say anything like that, blasphemy. No, never. With that being said, though, uh, the Lions on the other side. The Lions started off the year pretty, pretty darn hot, uh, but have since cooled off. The Steelers, they've been giving up points to the wide receiver, except there are no wide receivers on this team. Josh Reynolds. They're also a plus matchup for the tight end, which is good news for TJ Hawkinson, who's the number one option there besides DeAndre Smith. Swift, excuse me. The Steelers, though, have been excellent against the running back. So the question is, I want to start with DeAndre DeAndre Swift. Another guy that Twitter loves, another guy that was being crowned the 
the king uh, way too early, in my opinion, and now we're seeing it go down uh, to a, a place where he's obviously uh, not the king. A place off Ocean Avenue. Uh, Pittsburgh only allowing 34 yards a game receiving to running backs, five catches, though. Uh, so not the worst, not the best. How do you feel about DeAndre Swift in this matchup? Michael, sorry. It's you. a. Oh, or, all right, yeah, fine, Jason, then. I mean, it's it, it's tough with DeAndre Swift because, I mean, the guy has more receiving yards than rushing yards, right? So I guess matchups where it's a tough rushing matchup are a good thing because he'll get more work through the air. I don't know. I just don't expect him to do much on the ground. Like, three of his last five games, he's had 27 rushing yards or less. So, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about the rushing matchup is like you're all banking right. on his receiving work all right then how about the fact that they're 16th overall in dvoa against the receiver out of the backfield 5.3 pass attempts per game and 34 yards per game i just i don't see the lions i don't see the underserved lighting up the steelers like i think it'd be fine i think it'd be good but he's not like the top five option that people wanted him to be earlier in the year i mean look where it's gonna be three quarters of are you kidding me Jamal Williams is in right now nah Jamal Williams didn't didn't practice today okay well it's gonna be three quarters of who's their RB3 oh my god why is this guy playing right now and then DeAndre Swift is gonna catch eight passes in the fourth (laughs) quarter and he's gonna score a touchdown and people are gonna yell RB1 DeAndre Swift never doubted him when they were doubting him eight minutes earlier (laughs) And that's how it goes with DeAndre Swift. But obviously, especially if Jamal Williams doesn't play, that that makes him even spicier. You obviously start DeAndre Swift. Oh, spicy. Spicy, spicy. Spicy. Um, a spicy. Jamar Jefferson, there you go, is the third running back. Uh, he scored a touchdown last week, if I'm not mistaken. There is uh, there's definitely you play TJ Hawkinson in this game. Uh, anyone else in this game that you're interested in? Tim. Probably not. I, I got to ask you a question. Oh, my God, here it comes. No. Are, aren't you scared. a little afraid that no. TJ Hawkinson... No. You wasted his best two games the first two games of the season. Wasted. Those are two wins for me. Not, not wasted. For nothing. I've been absolutely right. No, you haven't. Ever since week two. I the said, The last two weeks, TJ Hawkinson has been RB1. I mean, tight end one. And last week, he scored two points less than his week two. He put, he scored 7.8 two weeks ago. No, Burn. He, no, he didn't. His last three games, 13.9. Whoa. 13 po- that was RB1. I mean, tight end one. Okay. All because the tight end landscape sucked that week doesn't mean 13.9 is a game changer. Yes, it does. And then it was 7.8 and then 11.4. That's exactly what and it And then 3.2, 6.2, and 2. CJ Hawkinson has been Cole Komet for the last six No, weeks. he has not. That yes, is has. absolute blasphemy. You know what? I'm about to add Go. up TJ Hawkinson's How about this? total points How about over this? the last six weeks. Michael. Because I feel like I know what Michael's going to say right now. It's going to be a hot take. Rest of season. Pat Fryermuth. Hawk or Fryermuth? Fryermuth. Fuck TJ Hawkinson. I will bet you that right now. I'll uh, bet you that right now, starting this week. Hold up. Let me add these points for Cole Komet. 14, 20, 26. What are you saying right 28 now? is Cole Komet's points over the last five games. Why, why not six? Did I say six? Yeah, you said six. Okay, let me. Yeah, see. no, no, just do five. Because you're going to be wrong regardless. You're oh, just wasting I everyone's time. You're mad, time. annoying. No, now you're wasting just... everyone's time. <laughs> you are. 
30 points for TJ Hawkinson got 20 points in two games. I'll sing for the people. Sing Fuck for the wasting moment. time sing right now. All right. Anyway, um, <laughs> where where are we? While Michael does meaningless math over there. 42 points. I mean, for do we need to talk about anyone else oh, in this okay. game? Hawkinson has 42 points over his last six games, and Tim's hyped about it. That is legitimately disgusting. He had like. Two really bad games. Just get over injured. it, TJ Hawkinson. No, because isn't... you're going over averages. Yeah, he had two games with two points and three points. I'm but writing besides down. Besides that, I'm writing he has double Friar digits Muth. in four out of his in Friar four games. Muth over. He's the tight end four over Hawkinson. Guys, we get it. You can both manipulate numbers. <laughs> Friermuth over Hawk rest of season starting week ten. I'm gonna enjoy that so much beating you on that. And That's I'm, fun. I'm going to particularly enjoy that when Eric Ebron scores a touchdown next week, and I got to hear Michael go like this. Yo, what the fuck, man? Why is, why is Eric Ebron scoring I don't do that. You're the one who bugs out. No, you're the, you <laughs> bug out all the time. Jay, who bugs you, out? You bugged out about OBJ today. <laughs> I just said it was stupid that the Rams signed him. You better not because fucking Because you're scared of Cooper, Cooper Cup. Cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, all right, so... Yeah, that's that's it for the first slate. Michael, where can they find you? At Broto FF Fryermuth. <laughs> at Broto FF Mike. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> at Broto FF Jason. You can find me at Broto FF Hawkinson, at, at Broto FF Tim. Uh, you can find Casanova at Broto FF Casanova. You can find us all at Broto Fantasy on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and of course on TikTok, where Brother Johnny does his Bulls and Bears report every week. Um, what else? BrotoFantasy.com, the Fantasy Football by Broto app. Go check those out and come join us for episode two. Or, uh, you know, the weird phenomenon that episode two always gets more plays than episode one. Um, you know, thanks for listening to episode two in advance. Peace. Later.